Hello and welcome to another jam-packed edition of Colin on Cars and something of a read-letter day for the South African auto industry. Today, February the 2nd, sees not only the easing of COVID lockdown restrictions following the arrival of the first batch of vaccines, but played host to a virtual function formally announcing the massive billion-dollar investment by Ford Motor Company in upgrading its Silverton plant in Pretoria and the investment in the Swanee Special Economic Zone, where many of the Ford suppliers will be housed. We'll get on to the investment shortly. Reading through the comments being uploaded by viewers of the YouTube event, it was clear many of them saw this as something uniquely new and did not understand how large and committed the entire auto industry actually is. BMW, based in Roslyn near Pretoria, was the first manufacturing plant outside of Germany and a couple of years ago invested hugely to manufacture the X3. Toyota in Prospecton near Durban is constantly injecting capital into its plant for the vehicles it manufactures for local and overseas sale. And the same applies to Nissan, also based in Roslyn, Mercedes-Benz in East London and Volkswagen in Utenhaag. All of these companies have been manufacturing or assembling cars in South Africa for many years and remain committed to do so. The Ford investment, the largest in its 97-year history in the country, is just another, albeit large, step in that process and will go a long way to alleviating the unemployment that is so rife at the moment. Andrea Cavallaro, the Director of Operations for the Ford International Marketing Group, tells us more. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my absolute honour to join you here today at our Silverton Assembly Plant. Ford International Market Group comprises of established and emerging markets in Africa, the Middle East, India, Russia, and the Asia-Pacific region, including Thailand, South Korea, Vietnam, Australia, Philippines, and New Zealand. Silverton is one of five Ford facilities around the world that assemble our segment-defining Ranger, as you guys call it over here, the Bucky. And along with two plants in Thailand, and one each in Argentina and the United States. Ranger is truly a global product, brought customers around the world who love and rely on their Ranger for family, work, and of course, play. Ford Motor Company of South Africa plays an important role in the global manufacturing network in the production of Ranger. And the Silverton assembly plant currently produces Ranger for the domestic sale, as well as export to over 100 global markets. This includes the entire African continent, the Middle East, Mexico, and crucially, Europe, our biggest export market where Ranger leads the mid-size segment pickup. Ranger is South Africa's leading light commercial vehicle export and consistently among three top-selling vehicles overall in domestic vehicle sales. Globally, Ford is capitalising on its proven strengths in the pickup and sports utility segments, boldly forging our path to an even brighter future for our company. A key element of this strategy is disrupting, adapting, and invigorating our business to ensure that we are not only here primed for the future, but we actually create it. Mr. President, I am delighted to announce that we're investing a further 1.05 billion US dollars, or 15.8 billion rand, in our South African operations as we define an exciting new era 
for Ford in South Africa. This is significant investment for a number of reasons. It's the biggest investment in Ford's 97-year history in South Africa and one of the largest ever in the local automotive industry. And this represents Ford's firm and ongoing commitment to South Africa and, of course, its people. Mr President, you'll no doubt be pleased that this ticks off another 1% in your drive to attract $100 billion in investment within five years, as announced in 2018. Job creation is the cornerstone of economic growth, and the expanded production will help create 1,200 incremental jobs for Ford in South Africa, increasing our workforce to 5,500 employees at the Silverton Assembly Plant. Furthermore, it will add an estimated 10,000 new jobs across Ford's local supply network, bringing the total to just on 60,000 jobs. Importantly for Ford, this program will further modernise our South African operations, helping it play an even more important role in the turnaround of Ford's global automotive operations, a strategic imperative for this year. However, it goes beyond the upgrades to the factory and the building of motor vehicles. Ford aims to become carbon neutral and will be developing a program of switching to alternative energy sources, including solar and biomass. But wait, there's more. The plan to open a dedicated high-speed rail link between the Ford plant and the deepwater port at Kocha near Port Elizabeth is fantastic news, providing the kind of mismanagement and maladministration that has plagued state-owned enterprises, including Transnet, the rail network, can be overcome. If successful, it may also draw in other Pretoria manufacturers, and this in turn could aid in reducing the massive freight loads on our roads. Cavallaro explains. As we build the foundations for a growth strategy, we are working closely with all three spheres of government and relevant state-owned entities such as Transnet in developing an exciting and important project um, to establish the Halten Eastern Cape High Capacity Rail Freight Corridor and deep water port at Nelson Mandela Pate, so important for this strategy. This is envisaged as a full service line linking this Silverton assembly plant, this modern plant, and the Schwani Automotive SEZ with the Port Elizabeth, where our current Stradale engine plant is currently located. It will channel the majority of our inbound and outbound logistics through the port, optimising the shipment of vehicles, engines, components, for our projected increased volumes. This project was originally announced in November of 2019, but today marked the official opening, as it were, with President Cyril Ramaphosa attending the small ceremony. Here's what he had to say. It is a great pleasure to see that progress has actually been made here, that things are happening despite the massive challenges that uh, have been posed to all of us by COVID-19. This development presents a perfect opportunity to use our country's comparative as well as competitive advantage to accelerate what we've always been dreaming about, which is further industrializing our country. And these advantages and Minister Patel has counted a number of other advantages that we have as a country and as a nation 
They include a well-developed automotive industry, second to none on our continent, and amongst the key ones in the world, as Mr. Cabarero did say. Also, with advanced manufacturing capability that still resides in this country, and also great advantage, an appropriately skilled workforce, but also a great one. We still have access to growing markets, but another important advantage is that we are still a great destination for investment. We also have significant potential to develop a robust network of emerging suppliers. Now, we have many other advantages, but these are the key ones that we should be capitalizing on and we are going to capitalize even more on. And this will help to expand and transform our country's manufacturing base. It will also improve our export capacity because, listen to this, we are going to be exporting, they tell me, to about 150 or so countries. That is a phenomenal feat to try and achieve, and we are achieving it already. And this also is going to lead to employment, creation, but also the development of skills. The people who are going to be working here and making these vehicles are going to be interfacing with machines, making the machines to work in the way that they want them to work. And so they need to be well-skilled. They need to be capable. They need to be industrious. And they need to be productive people. This is what we are going to find here. As I said earlier, we have a massive, vibrant and vital auto manufacturing industry in this country. And everything being done to grow that as well as grow the supply chain is good news. As big as it is, it is also extremely fragile. And its continued success depends massively on the ongoing support of the workforce, the unions and government removing unnecessary red tape that bogs down growth plans. Equally, for the vehicles manufactured for local consumption, somebody has to buy them, and it is now up to government to relook at the mighty tax burden that is placed on motorists, with taxes upon taxes that impact hugely on the price of vehicles. That's it for this edition. Stay safe and slow down in wet conditions. Bye. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.